from Byron, Mississippi. It's Lakeshore Church. And now we join Pastor Jay Frazier for today's message. Um, living with the stench. Uh, very matter of fact today, uh, some things I think that need to be said in the modern day church. Um, put things in a theological perspective. You're going to hear a lot about theology today, not to scare you. But uh, in, the, in the aspect of what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to live after Christ and uh, the effect that Christ has in our life, okay? Verse number 38 of John 11, the story with Lazarus being brought back to life. Here it is. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Remove the stone, Jesus said. Martha, the dead man's sister, told him, Lord, there's already a stench because he's been dead four days. Jesus said to her, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they removed the stone, and then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me, and I know that you always hear me, but, but because of the crowd standing here, I said this, so that they might believe, may believe you sent me. After this, after he said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out bound, hand and foot with linen strips, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unwrap him and let him go. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord. I'll simply ask, as we have now for many years, Lord, for my words to be yours, my thoughts, you know what that means to me, that I'll go the right direction and, and uh, inspired of you. Most of all, God, every one of us, I'm at the top of the list. God, that we would walk in obedience to what we hear today. Not my words, but your word. Yes, expounded on, but Holy Spirit, we give you the right to visit every one of us. Yes, in this room. Yes, virtually on, on our platforms, even out on, in the parking lot. I pray, God, that you would speak to every heart here today. That, God, you need us to live it. What you are doing in us should be on the outside of us. And God, we'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory. For we ask it and pray it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Living with the stench, some things just don't look right. Jesus let Lazarus die. Jesus let Lazarus suffer. That doesn't look right. I thought he was Lazarus' friend. Jesus didn't show up when Lazarus needed him the most. But there's another one in this encounter. We've been talking about encounters for some time. I have one more. Next week will be the last one. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you, Jesus with the two thieves on the cross and the encounter that he had with them before he died. But there's one more here in this encounter that, that needs to be talked about, something that will never look right. And yet, we've gotten real good. It seems like the modern-day Christian has gotten real good at this, real, real good at it. In other words, we can have something on the inside. We can be alive on the inside, but yet the outside is wrapped up in the look of death. Lazarus was alive on the inside, but yet the outside looked like he was still dead. Some things just don't look right. And before we plow real deep into some theology today, I, I just had this craziness on my mind. I began to surf and I would laugh and I said, well, this is worth sharing with others. And some of it, maybe you'll get it, but I want to show you some things. This, this, this sort of blurry on here is better up there, the bigger one, but I couldn't, couldn't find it. Uh, but here's in another country, you can see a different language over there, and it says Pizza King and Burger Hut. Huh. 
Now, if you don't really get that, that means you never go to fast food. I know where Pizza Hut is, and I know where Burger King is, I promise you. All right? Let me show you another one. It's pretty good. Now, if, if this one doesn't do anything for you, it means you're colored blind. I just want you to know that. Maybe you've never been diagnosed. But, but I saw that surfing. I don't know what the and smile means. I guess getting over the blue or, blues or something. But uh, that, that one, did, let me show you another one. And you got, this is, the, this is my favorite, all right? Um, we have somebody in our church that actually works on elevators. And if, he, if this one here is this bad, don't get on it, okay? But, but here, when I saw this, it, it looks like some kind of fire or something happened in the elevator. And then it starts, if you can see this, it goes from one to three. If you get on an elevator and the numbers are out of sorts, I don't think you need to ride. I just want to tell you that God spoke to me and told me to tell you that. How about 18 is before 17? I, I don't know. Uh, that, that, that's when something doesn't look right when the numbers don't add up. I will tell you this, that if that doesn't mean anything to you, you really didn't like math at all, okay? And, and you don't like progression, those kind of things to be in the right order. Let me give you one more. See if you get it. Bo didn't get this one at 8.30. If you got it, if you, if you see what doesn't look right, would you raise your hand? Some of you are lying, and you know you are right up in the church house. I won't call anybody out, but it's called the golden arches, not the arch. I don't know why they're selling a bag of ice. Maybe that's on the coast somewhere. I don't know, helping somebody else out after a hurricane, but an arch. But I thought, you know, I'll just pass it off. I said, that's some third world country somewhere, because I've been to other countries and continents, and we actually have mcdonald's other places i've needed at a kfc in mexico city years ago and thought man that's pretty neat but then i thought wait a second it's american flag somewhere in america there's a golden arch and so sometimes things don't look right let, let me let me bring it back in let me tell you something you need to hear this lazarus didn't look right he was alive on the inside but yet his life his out thing his outward appearance Look dead, that's the reason Jesus said unwrap him and let him go. And folks, we're not giving off the right signals today to the world if everything and anything's okay that we can go do whatever and it's all right and yet I got Christ as my Savior. That's some very dooming theology that's been placed out there through the years. I almost think it's secular in nature more than spiritual. Do I believe that God redeems us and takes care of us? Yes, I do. Do I think God's grace is extended to us? Yes, I do. But for us to think I can keep on sinning and keep on doing and not be aware of the stench and not be aware of what I'm giving off, there's something wrong with that theology. Amen? I've lost some of you. But listen to me very carefully. I'm in this list, but listen to me. Theology is defined this way. It's just a simple theology. It's belief in God and or a study of God. That's what theology is. But far too many times our theology today has turned into meology. In other words, it's not about what God thinks, it's about what I want, and, I, and I'm hoping there's enough grace and mercy and love and all those things which are there. I hope that's there to make it okay. Hmm. I will forever believe that when it's about me, it's never right. <laughs> when it's about me. And what I mean by that is I've got to be the center, and I've got to be it, and, and everybody bow, and everybody know it's about me. It'll never be right. I'm at my best when God sits on the throne of my heart. I'm at my best when he sits on the throne of my heart. The second one is, I'm at my best when it's about others before it's about me. Hadn't talked about it much lately, but, but uh, paying it forward. You know, the reason we do that is this is a reminder as we, we snap it on our wrist. This is a reminder that there are other people in my life that I need to impact for Jesus Christ. It's about others. 
The reason God left us here, the reason it's the horizontal of the cross is for us to affect other people. Far too many times, it's about self and selfishness. And we believe today that we can separate the liberty that we have in Christ from being Christ-like in the life that he gave us. There's, a, there's an overview of this encounter that I want to share with you today, and, and I've subtitled it Theological Promises. And, and when I think about promises today, I am reminded, <laughs> first in this thing, just three things I want to share with you. But number one is this, is that God has a design for our lives. He doesn't make mistakes. He knows what he's doing. He created you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Oftentimes, we think maybe God's overloaded because now there's over 7 billion people on the face of the earth. Maybe God doesn't have the time. But God created everything that we know. Listen, regardless, in Isaiah 45, 5, it says, I am the Lord and there is no other God like me. We need to be reminded of these things that God has a design for our lives. And with the issue of, of Lazarus, this comes to mind. He delayed. If you go back and read previous in the story, in John 11, it says that after Jesus heard the news, he stayed there two more days. And then that distance that he had to go, there's two more days that went by. And some other times, and, and later on, Martha tells him, says, look, he's been dead four days. And yet Jesus delayed. And I want to say this in this room. Regardless of where you are, if you've been praying for something and believing God for something, and it seems like the windows of heaven have been shut up, and you don't have an answer, and it doesn't look like God's working, just remember this. Delay is not necessarily disregard. Sometimes God's got to line up the stars. You say, is that possible? Well, he's already done it one time. If, God, if Jesus, a part of the creation, lined up the stars the first time, on your, your behalf and mine, he can line them up again. Amen? Delay is not disregard. Hmm. He can do it. Romans 8, 28 reminds us that all things work together for good. For those that love God. Love God who are called according to his purpose. Sometimes bad things do happen. Sometimes God allows things to come in. He allowed all that to happen. When I say this delay part, think about it for a minute. He heard it and he didn't come. And yet you're going to see in a minute he wept. He's moved over situations, but he delayed. And he delayed because the glory of God was going to be on display. Huh? It really contradicts the next a little bit. If you look at it in, a, in, in just a human way. Secondly, overview of the encounter is Jesus is deeply moved by our hurts. There's two places in Scripture. I used to cut up and say, people say, I have a hard time memorizing Scripture. I said, well, here's a good verse. Jesus wept. You can, you can know that the rest of your life. All right? Jesus wept. You know what's amazing about the story is that Jesus wept. Yet he knew he was going, he had already announced to him in unique ways. He had already announced that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Isn't that unique? Well, I mean, what would I have done? I grew up with four sisters. I have two older, two younger. I mean, I've just been cursed. I mean, blessed in amazing ways. We, we, we grew up in a big antebellum house that was very old. Um, and, and upstairs, we had four bedrooms and, and that kind of, and different ones were there at times. But I said this growing up. I said, uh, I don't care what time of the day or night you wanted to go to the restroom. One of them was in that bathroom. I mean, I, I think some of them slept in there. I mean, it's just one of those deals. Uh, so I, I, I can feel for Lazarus a little bit. Here's, here's Mary and Martha. Wouldn't leave it alone. They went and got Jesus and him to come and, and all that. I, I wonder if they ever had a, story, uh, had a conversation where Lazarus said to them, couldn't y'all just leave it alone? Heaven is a beautiful, beautiful place. And y'all went and had to stick your nose in my business. And now here Jesus done raised me from the dead. I, I wonder if that took place post this story. I don't know. It makes, makes me wonder. All right. What I love about the story is one thing sticks out for this point. Jesus knew what he was going to do. 
He knew, he'd already said it, he's going to raise him from the dead. This is for the glory of God. He sleeps. The disciples thought he was talking about in a bed at night. That He was talking about death. I'm going to raise him from the dead. He told them, they didn't understand it necessarily. He told us, we see it, what he was fixing to do. What, what would I have done? I, the reason I mentioned my four sisters, if they'd have come to me, I'd have said, if, 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 if y'all just get out of the way. You know, if I'd been Jesus, I'd said, just Mary and Martha, your friends, get out of the way. I'm fixing to show you something. But you know what he did? He wept. He wasn't weeping over Lazarus dying. He was weeping because people were hurting. And I want to say, and I'll move on, in your life today, wherever you are, just know that Jesus has moved. What, what if I'm a sinner? Well, he died for you. He's moved. What if I'm going through it? What if I need healing? What if I got calamity in my life by his stripes? You're healed. He was bruised for us. <laughs> the chastisement of our peace was put upon him. And he loves you. He's moved. Thirdly, the overview of this encounter is simply this. Deliverance is a surety in knowing Christ. I want to say this sitting down. I got too worked up at the uh, earlier service. Deliverance. Whether God chooses to do it today, do it tomorrow, I want to remind you that in Jesus Christ we win. I trust everybody listening to this, either virtually on those platforms or here in person, I trust everybody here knows him. Because let me tell you something, you are assured for heaven as if you were already there. Because de deliverance is assured for the child of God. Maybe God doesn't do it here. Maybe there's something for God's glory. Maybe God's going to get more glory out of something that doesn't work out on our behalf here. There's, there's some reason for it. God understands it. He's not mistaken. He doesn't make mistakes. He's not overwhelmed. It's going to work out. But I just want to tell you that deliverance is a surety when you know Christ. Mm, truly. Mm. Listen, there's a, there's a song that came to mind. I hadn't thought about this song in years. And different ones. Selah just recorded it a few years ago, the contemporary group. Um, I knew it more as, as like a uh, bluegrass song. I'm not a big bluegrass person, but if you listen to it, a lot of people have recorded it with a lot of stringed instruments. Uh, it's even on a Gaither video. Do you remember those videos? A couple of people have sung it on that. But this, the, this, the, the title of the song is God's Leads His Dear Children Along. And, and I just want to show you the chorus today. It says, some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood. I want to tell you that God didn't guarantee us that we wouldn't go through the water. And he didn't say we wouldn't go through the flood. He didn't say we wouldn't have great sorrow. He didn't say there wouldn't be times of going through the fire. Matter of fact, this song entitles many, many Bible stories we think about here and people's lives. But I want to tell you and announce today that there's deliverance for the person who's been under the blood. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all sin. And it put me in another family. And there's royal blood that flows through my spiritual veins. And today I am assured for heaven as if I was already there. Isn't that good stuff? Overview of this encounter is deliverance is a surety. What you've got to do is have, be sure in Jesus Christ. You've got to know him. And deliverance is part of the package and part of the promise that God made to you. Mm, that's it. And when I was putting this together, I thought, I can't make this stuff work. So I called the, this next thing extras. <laughs> it's just some parallels. It's some theological parallels in this story. Now, you're not going to be able to extract them out. Most of them are just titles, but it's things that come to mind for me. Let me give them to you quickly today. The first one is this. This extra is encounter. The first one is I've entitled two deaths. In Revelation 21.8, there's a big list of people that are not going to heaven that are going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. That's what it says. Revelation 21.8. You can go see it. At the bottom of that, after this big list of people, of groups of people, of, of, of characterizing those types of people, it says this, and this is the second death. And I thought about that part again with, with, with Lazarus. 
Lazarus had to die again, folks. Can you imagine how that was? Huh? It'd be sort of like me going home and getting COVID again today. You with me? It's like, oh, no, you know. Now, I'll tell listen, I know women are bright, okay? Just, just forgive me for I'm fixing to walk off into the abyss right here. But I want to tell you the intelligence that I've always questioned with women. They'll have more than one child. Listen, if God would have put childbearing on men, there wouldn't be any people on the face of the earth today. Somehow or another, as bright as y'all are, as intelligent as y'all are, you forget. I haven't forgotten. I can still, one time when, when Zane was born, I had on a tie. I was being real preacher-like. It was in the wintertime. Suzanne, before the epidural, had my tie dragging me down to the bed, about to choke me to death. But the point I want to make is, you ladies forget. Hmm? And the point, the point here is, grab a hold of this. And we talk to two deaths. He knew. Lazarus is brought back to life somewhere in this thing. He said, oh, no, I got to go through this again. Huh? I got to die again. And see, I just want to make that quick parallel that we do have in the Word of God, not just physical death, but there's also two deaths. There's another one that's a spiritual death of people who don't know Christ. And this encounter reminds me, I've thought for decades, I thought, man, that must have been real horrific for Lazarus. Lazarus knew what the last breath was like. He knew what the crossing over was like. He knew that last enemy, Paul called it, the death. He, he gained victory over that last enemy. And yet he had to do it again. People who don't know Christ are going to die twice too. Secondly, another extra, his death brings a stench. Physically, we have it here, but listen to me. Church, we haven't heard preaching like this enough. Hmm. They don't let come down the steps much because I preached way longer down yonder. And we got this TV and cameras and all this stuff. But listen to me very carefully. We need to hear this. Why, why is it that research comes? That's going to hurt, but it hurts me too. Why is it that research comes out and says the same stuff going on in society is going on in the church? All the rates, all the activities, all the sin, all the stuff. Why is it the same in the church? And then we listen, and, and whatever the answer to that question is, let me tell you this. We wonder why the, why the world is, doesn't have a taste in their mouth like they want some of it. Listen, I can live a life without Christ with a stench. Why would I come to Christ if I'm not going to live the life he wants me to live? That's good preaching right there now. I mean, I wish I was down there. I would have amended it if somebody else had been preaching it. Because here, here's the thing. What I see in this, this, this extra for this encounter is death brings a stench. In other words, if we've been saved from something, then we got to change our life. We can't just have an encounter with Christ on the inside. I believe with everything about me, God still calls us to environmental changes. And I'm not talking about hugging trees. I'm not talking about climate change. I'm talking about a spiritual change. When God changes us on the inside, he expects for that to be manifested on the outside of a man. Death brings a stench. Thirdly, hope you're enjoying this. Thirdly, living the loose life takes others. That's why we pay it forward, so people can see Christ in our life. That's the reason we show up. When somebody else's world goes upside down, he expects for normal folks, to blood-bought people to show up and make a difference. I've been so blessed lately. I got half a dozen cards in the last month probably of people inside our church and outside our church that our church ministered to. You guys do it, and they sent me a card thanking the church. Well, that's riding on it, isn't it? 
But God still calls me to pay it forward, whether I'm a senior pastor or not. Amen? God still gave me resources for uh, Ephesians 4.28. He gave me resources so that I can minister to someone else. That's the reason we have resources, so that I can give to someone else when they have a need. So we do it individually, but we also do it collectively as a body. We pray that often that God would use us. But living the loose life takes others. He didn't tell Lazarus to be loosed. He told other people to loose him. That's the reason, Brother Rick, that's the reason we need small groups. That's the reason we need intimate grouping so that we can be accountable to each other. That's the reason that God looked on the creation and everything was great except Adam was by himself because he needed somebody to be accountable to. Suzanne loves me. Suzanne's one of the most meek and mild people that I've ever known. But I want to tell you something. You think she wouldn't hold my feet to the fire if I started acting like a hoodlum at the house? If I start catting around and doing crazy stuff, you think she's going to put up with that? She, she grew up in Atala County. She ain't putting up with that. <laughs> Folks went missing in Atala County 100 years ago that misbehaved like that. And how dare us? Listen to me. God's called us to community. Hmm? God's called us, and we don't like this because a liberal said it about a decade and a half ago. We don't like the word village, but God called us to be a village for one another. How dare us? One puts 1,000 to flight, two, 10 times more powerful, will put 10,000 to flight. Hmm. Exponentially, we're 10 times better when we have somebody come alongside of us in an environment and an accountability capacity. We're better as the body of Christ. But you know what we've done? Now we're blown away when something happens in somebody's life that, that comes to church or says they're, they're a Christian. Also, we go, wow, how many wows should there be? Shouldn't we know each other better than that? Oh, living the loose life takes others. One more. And we need to hear this. Some will never get it. Some will never get it. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how much you fast. Some people will never get it. John chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. Look at this. But the chief priest had decided to kill Lazarus also because he was the reason many of the Jews were deserting them and believing in Jesus. Now, there's a lot of irony. There's a lot of times on a certain time I can smile. I've already done it about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Here's another one. Good old church, folks. Chief priest, you know what we got to do? We got to kill him again. Some folks, no matter when they see the Son of God raising someone from the dead, will ever get it. Let that sink in now. The greatest miracle of mankind, in my opinion, a physical miracle, is when somebody's in the box. <laughs> they got the makeup on. Jed has fixed them up really well. And they come back to life. That's right up there, wouldn't it? I mean, wouldn't that be at the top of your miracle list? And yet some folks were witness to it. Some folks heard about it. Some folks investigated it and never got it. Wow. Here's, here, here's where we're going. What I believe this does for us, it, it, it reminds us that God's called us to be salt and light. When Lazarus came forth out of that grave, I, I don't know if he was hopping like a bunny. I don't know if he could make little bitty steps because he wasn't tied, tied tight. I don't know if he crawled out, slithered out. But when Jesus saw him, this is what he said. Unwrap him and let him go. Listen to me, church. Please receive this. 
God didn't save us so that we could get away with so much sin in our life and still go to heaven. He didn't save us to look like, sound like, nor act like the world. And then we want to talk about how much grace that we're saved under. Are we saved by grace? Yes. Nobody in this room or listening could be saved if it wasn't for God's amazing, unmerited favor in our life. But listen to me carefully. He didn't make us alive on the inside so that we can live dead on the outside. This doesn't make me popular because the bill of goods that we've been sold. Well, preacher, you're saying you don't have struggles? I got a bunch of them. But let me tell you something. If I fall, if I fail next week, bless God, I'm going to fail toward him and not away from him. You perfect? <laughs> no, call Suzanne. I got my kids. Ask them. But I know one thing. My heart is toward him. I want my words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto you, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I want to show you a scripture. I want when other people smell me, and I'm not talking about B.O., when other people are around me, I want the aroma of my heart and the aroma of my life for them to say there's something different about that crazy joker. Not this thing of, wait, he, what, wait, he said he was a Christian. <laughs> He's a Christian. That's what they're saying, folks. We wonder why the world doesn't want it. We wonder. I'll tell you why. Because there's not enough difference in the house of God than there is outside the house of God. And that is not what God saved us to. He looks at your life and he looks at my life and says, unwrap him. Lose him. And let him go. Not explaining everything away. Oh, I can't do any better. Yes, you can. Don't you hang that on Jesus. Because what he did was perfect. So that you and I have the opportunity to live out what he started. And the scripture says it. Let him who began the good work in you complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. Oh, listen. Guys, I'm gonna, I, I've already talked all that. <laughs> Here's where I want to end. When I think about theology-wise, I want to remind you who Jesus spoke to. Never preached this before. This got to be for you. I'd never seen this before. Never thought about it. In the, in the passage, who did he speak to? Never preached this before. Listen, the first, he spoke to somebody about removing the stone. Don't you know sometimes you got to remove stuff out of your life if you're going to go further with God? Isn't that good stuff? If you're going to have God touch, touch you and do something new in your life and make you alive, sometimes you've got to get them stones out the way. That's great English, but I love saying it. So sometimes you've got to remove the stone. And somebody obeyed Jesus to remove the stone so someone else could be ministered to. Man, I love that. Doesn't tell us who. So he spoke to somebody about removing the stone. Then he spoke to Martha. Good old Martha. Man, I've come to love her preached a lot about her lately she said again lord four days the king james said he stinketh i like them eths that the king's english puts on stuff he stinketh four days he stinks hmm. he said martha didn't i just tell you on the way here this is for the glory you know what then jesus did you know somebody else he spoke to listen he spoke to his father 
It broke my heart in this part of the sermon. I can't get it out. I couldn't get it out at the 9 o'clock. It broke my heart because I've come to this platform. Sometimes I hadn't prayed like I needed to. There's times I'm going in to see somebody, and I know it might be sticky, or I know it might be a bad I invite you to visit lakeshorecmc.org to find out more online. That's lakeshorecmc.org. Thank you for joining us.